Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need in today's music business. They're not going to develop you. They're not going to find your audience for you. They're just going to make a big audience bigger. So you're going to need leverage. If you want them to spend the money when you get that deal, you're going to have to have leverage. If you want a manager, you're going to have to have leverage. If you're going to want some better band members to surround you, you're going to need to have leverage. That's why we created this podcast. It's why it exists, because we want you to win. And it's called The Climb because it's an acronym that stands for Creating Leverage in the Music Business, which is genius. I want to introduce you to the guy who came up with that, my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, which, by the way, I just found out he was written up in Rolling Stone magazine in 2014 about. I never knew that. We'll go over that in a second. Uh, He's also had cuts by Randy Travis, Lady Annabelle, and Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, it's songwritingpro.com. Hey, and I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny D. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. You can they help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, because there is no other Johnny D. What's up, brother? What's up, Mr. Rolling Stone? Oh, you know. Mr. Rolling the, Stone, get you to come on what is that? Uh, uh, growing up in little pink houses, making out on living room couches, rolling up. No, wait. What was the one before that? Uh, that's not the lick. That's a, it's a line before yeah. that talked about Rolling Stone. <laughs> Blue but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't on the cover of Rolling Stone. It was more like on the uh, somewhere in the digital Rolling Stone land. Listen, dude. But still. I, I grew up in the 80s. I'm going to tell you right now. When your name is mentioned because you're a songwriter, an artist, and Rolling Stone in my book, I don't care who you are, you can be cool forever. That's just a, well, that's just well, that's all there is to it. <laughs> well, if, that, if I fall in that category, definitely doesn't you don't care who they are. So congratulations, and by the way, just just testament to the modesty of Mr. Brent Baxter. I just figured this out today. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? And then I started. I was like, gonna blow this up on all the social media. I'm like, this happened in 2014. Yeah, it was because Stu uh, Crossan, I think, posted it. Yeah, Stu did. Yeah, or, or Steve, as he likes to be. Exactly, Stewie Steve. <laughs> Yeah, he posted it. I posted it like two, three years ago. But anyway, what it was for is for the uh, Rolling Stone listed like the top 40 saddest country songs of all time. And so we came in squeaking in, skin of our teeth, number 39. That's right. And notice just an a observation here that saddest also rhymes with badassness. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what, what do we got going on today? What are we going to learn today? Well, I'll tell you one thing I learned today. You learned about 
you know, the Rolling Stone yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I learned? What's that? I learned that the mute button on my microphone does not work and apparently has not worked in quite a while. <laughs> That's right. We just figured so, that out before we pressed record in this damn episode. <laughs> and you're like, hold on a second. He, he, Brent's like this. If you can just imagine this, he's like, I, I, I got to... I gotta try this out. He's like la 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 la. I'm like I can hear everything perfectly. He's <laughs> like, I've been like can you hear me now? Like, can you hear me now? I'm hitting the mute button. Can you hear me now? What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> just like that. So if you've been listening to like the last four episodes, we batch these. So we'll record like four in a night or something, which is you can tell which one's the fourth one because that's when we're loopiest. But you know, last time we recorded, I had the whole allergy cough thing going on, and I thought I was being Mister like Stealth and just hit the mute button and cough. You heard every one of them, and I apologize. <laughs> we all know what the back of your throat sounds like. You ain't ready for this Yeti. So, anyway, now knowing that my mute button does not work, it makes me want to cough, even though I haven't coughed in days. <clears throat> so, like your hands are, you know, your hands are full and your nose starts itching. So that's how I feel right now. I want to cough, so I apologize now because there's no stopping it. <laughs> anyway, other than that, um, we're gonna learn about. How to make people want to hear your song, even if they don't know who you are, which is something that uh, might be handy in case you are an unknown aspiring songwriter. How do you get people to actually want to hear it before they've heard it? Or, or uh, can, can, I, can, I, can I just interject for a second? Also, if you're uh-huh. an artist, like trying to get your single out there. Oh, yeah. Like, the art of getting people to want to listen to it who don't know who you are or don't know you from a can of paint. That's um, pretty powerful stuff right there. That's, yeah. So artists, publishers, and labels, you know, I'm... This is coming from more a songwriter perspective, but yes, it definitely works the artist too. But so artists, publishers, and labels are under a daily avalanche of songs. Everybody's singing a song at them. Same thing with listeners on streaming services and radio, all this stuff. You know, there's a world of songs out there if you're just like going down the rabbit hole at iTunes or whatever. So how do you stand out from all the other songwriters out there? How do you get the artist, the publisher, or label, or just end listener to actually want to hear your song? Before they've heard it. That's what we're going to talk about today. After we do this review. We got another review, Five John. Star review. Five star review. And hey, we want to thank everybody for, uh, first of all, taking the time to put up a rating and review. It means the world does. So it makes us more legit to new people who just want to stick their toe in the water and see if it's worth it and see if we're, we're worth the damn. We appreciate that. And uh, It helps make them want to listen before they've heard us. Exactly. This is mm-hmm. the deal. The more we have, the the more exa- the, the the more interesting, the more compelling it is. Like there's a crowd here. Nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. PT Barnum. So um, this is a five star review, and this is from Chris Bradley. Chris is with a K, so I'm I'm just going to venture and say this is probably a female, but I don't know why that's germane to the story. It doesn't matter, I guess. But not at all. You just say, you just say thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you, Chris. <laughs> but the uh, it's a it's a quick. Uh, it's a quick five-star review. It says, you guys rock. Thanks so much for all that you do. Chris Bradley, thank you for taking the time to write that. It means the world to us. Seriously. Thank you. I'm doing the rock and roll fingers, which yep. you can't Dude, you get see. The but if they on, made noise, yeah. you would hear them because I couldn't mute it. I couldn't stop you from hearing them if they make noise. <laughs> but thank you, Chris. That's awesome. We appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to do that, for spreading <clears> the word, for the tasty five stars. That's awesome. Thank you very much. That's right. And, uh, and, and you know, hey, if you like this stuff, please share it, too. Every time an episode comes out, if you see it on our Facebook feeds or whatever, share it with your people. Share it with your friends. Uh, it'll make you cool because it's good information. If it helps you, it'll help them. And, and we'll make you famous just like Chris Bradley. There we go. 
Whoever that person is going to get a lot of dates now. <laughs> yes. Whatever, whatever genre they prefer, whatever they are. That's right. So hey, we don't we don't label. Our right. bathroom's open to everybody. That's right. Whatever. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't need to have right. a right sign to walk into our bathroom. Just get in there. Whatever. Take care Just of business. Chris, Chris's and, and Pat's and. You know, they're all welcome. <laughs> all right, let's move on from that. This can go squirrely quick. All right, so how to get people to want to hear your song before they've heard your song. Okay, if you're a big hit songwriter with a proven track record, it is not hard to get people excited about hearing your new song, right? If your name is Chris Christopherson, if your name is Willie Nelson, if your name is Craig Wiseman or Rivers Rutherford or Shane McAnally, or Josh Osborne, your song comes across somebody's desk in the business. They're like, yes! New Shane McAnally jam. Can't wait to play this. Ross Copperman, awesome. What's it going to be? These guys are getting hits all over the place. Jesse Frazier, I want to hear what this is, right? Yeah. They already expected to be something special. It's not hard to get the labels or whoever, Music Row, fired up about hearing your song. All they all they know is they know your name. That's all they need to know. They're going to rip that sucker open. It's going to the front of the line. I'm listening to that next. All right, so personal recommendations from people that the listener respects and trusts is another great way to get the listener excited about hearing your song. So maybe, you know, we I told the story before about uh, Chad Green calling it Major Bob Music. I dropped off a CD before, a comp of some songs I've written. Never heard anything back from Major Bob Music. I just called him up. Hey, I'm a songwriter. Can I send some songs? Ah, yeah, drop it off. The face of the earth. So I did. <laughs> and I dropped it off the face of the earth. And, um, but then I had a meeting with Chad. He was, you know, my ASCAP rep. He dug my stuff. He called up Mike Doyle, I believe it, Major Bob, and said, hey, Mike, got this guy here. You know, I think he does cool stuff. He just got an Alan Jackson cut. I think you should listen to his stuff. I think you'll dig it. So what Mike did? He listened because it came from a recommendation, right? So recommendations make people interested in hearing your songs. But what if you aren't a hit songwriter yet and you don't have champions in the music biz recommending you yet? How do you get a music industry pro to pick your song out of the stack? So publishers, artists, and A&R reps have heard thousands of songs, right? So your job is to bring them a song that gets their attention, to make them sit up and say, that one goes to the front of the line. So how can you do that before the listener even hears your song? You want to know how? How, man? Tell me. Tell me, Uncle Brent. Okay. Tell me, Paul. Get a little closer. Write songs with interesting titles. <gasps> what? Oh, it sounds so simple. Okay. So, case in point. For example, there are two songs. One is called True Love. All right, Johnny's called True Love. The other song is called Love and a Hand Grenade. Johnny, if you can only listen to one of those songs, which one are you going to listen to? Love and a Hand Grenade all the way. Like, what does this mean? Exactly. I'm the same way. True Love, whatever. Heard that before. Love and a Hand Grenade. Hey, this could be the bomb. Yep. Thank you. So, (laughs) So, write titles that intrigue people. All right. So, if you can give the music industry listener an interesting title that they haven't heard a hundred times, then you increase your odds of being the song picked out of their inbox full of the MP3s and links. All right, so bottom line, a great song title. Get your song winning before it's spinning. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's kind of my, my my bar there. 
how to be winning before I'm spinning, right? Before they even listen, I'm already winning because I have an interesting title that makes them want to hear it or bumps it up to the front of the line. Yeah, man. Like, like uh, a good title, like, like just from a producer perspective, I mean, when you see that and you haven't heard the song yet, like you're, you're already, you're prepared to love it. You mm-hmm. know? So you're, you're, you hope it's good. You hope it's yeah. You want it to win. Like you're just like, oh, please make this. Oh, please live up to that. Yeah, please live up to this title because this is a cool. Please, title. exactly. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I do that. You know, when you know when I do like to play for publisher thing. If I see a title, you know, coming in, I'm like, oh, wonder what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, usually I'd, I'd listen first and then I figure out the title as I go. But but yeah, as a, as a producer, and you've seen like when you've worked on like. Colin Ray stuff and, and other stuff where you've done a, you know, y'all come, send me your songs. Mm-hmm. And you've got, what, inbox full of songs. Yeah. Or some of them you're like, oh, I'm going to listen to this because I have to. Yeah. And some you're probably more like, oh, oh. Yep. Yeah, give me a little bit more of that perspective because I've never been on that end of it. Yeah, you know, I, 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 writers are people are throwing out titles, but I haven't had people pitching me songs like that. That's it. Well, especially when you're, when you're, just think about okay so b- back to that Colin Ray experience i mean if you just do the math on 250 songs which because it was a last minute hail mary they threw in our lap that was not planned on the studio session was already booked everybody's already you know this, the train is on the tracks man and we're not moving it now for the label and right. and uh, and they're like oh by the way we need two outside cuts a uh, one week to the day before the downbeat so we had to go th- we had to collect them all. We had to tell everybody about it, give them time to get back to us. So that was on a Monday. By Friday, when we got it, we had 250 songs, and we had to listen to them all. But here's the thing. We had to go through a whole list of songs and pick 18, 15 to 18 that we were going to present to the artist, to, to Colin. And mm-hmm. um, just going through the first verse and the first chorus, which is usually you're into the first chorus by a minute, Right, you hope uh, you better be right, and right. Uh, and then on a ballad, these were ballads, so the ballad that first chorus is going to be probably thirty seconds long, going to be long, longer ish choruses. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a minute and a half per song. We'll multiply that times two hundred and fifty. I mean, we're looking at six and a half hours of work after our regular work day that we had to do, and so titles, man, like are going to skew how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm 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 looking for. Because we're going through the drudgery of all this stuff, and it's and 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 we're worried. I mean, we're we're stressing, right? Because we've got mm-hmm. we've got to get this done by Friday night, aka early Saturday morning, so that our mm-hmm. meeting that happens in a couple hours after we got done with the artist, the artist can hear the eighteen songs that we've chosen from to pick the the two that he wants to do so that he can have Sunday to live with them and, and key them and then Mm -hmm. get them back to us Sunday night so that we can do the um, charts on them. And then we got to cut that on Monday, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's, um, he's got to know what he's want. He wants to do. We got to do our pre-production on it. I mean, it was like a, it's a week sounds like a lot of time, but it's not, you know, right. For something like that. Insane. So it's, um, but yeah, man, so the title, counts like mm. it, it yeah it, it's the one that was that they'll make you perk up when you're just like if you can imagine like a tv show uh when they're 
or in a movie where there's this moment where they're doing like auditions, right? Mm-hmm. For like tons yeah. of people and they're just like, oh, like the, the American they're Idol. Burned. Yeah, they're just burned out, you know, from a bunch of basic crap. And then you see something that's not basic that yeah. comes across your desk and you're like, oh God, please just, just, just for the sake of make my life exciting right now in this moment because <laughs> this is like this is like the the ditch digging part of the business you know like mm-hmm. making the music's fun you know listening to 250 songs to pick two that's not fun i don't care right, yeah it gets old all right guys welcome to another pullout feature in the climb podcast that's called the song title challenge 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 in this corner over here we have hit songwriter mr brent baxter weighing in at just under 200 pounds and in this corner over here we have the new song title challenge which mr brent baxter has not heard we're going to spring it on him right now and being that we're planting this in the middle of the episode about song titles, I went through every one of the ones that we that we received, every one of the song titles we received, and just picked the most interesting song title, okay? All and, right. And this is from Shane Tripod, who's uh, written a review and has a way with words, as we already know. He's, he's a crazy. Char- he's a character yes. amongst the climbers. We know this guy. Like so. <laughs> and here it is. Are you ready, sir? Oh, not at all. All right. I'm about as ready as I am under 200 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to talk you up, you know. I know what's uh, So it's, here's the title. It's called Tattered 2. Tattered 2. As in T-O-O. Um, as in tattered, tattered also. Tattered 2. All right. Tattered 2. All right. So here is if, if this is your first song title challenge that you're listening to, here's kind of the deal. Johnny Springs a song title challenger on me a song title i have not heard before and i just kind of walk you through the process of hey here's how i would try to adapt this to a country song country because that's what i do and that's what i know best and can walk you through that process and just give you a little insight into like how can we try and spin this as a um, as maybe a hit song you yeah, know, like what, as far as like the, what would the roadmap look like? Like what, what exactly. directions you could take? The roadmap is hopefully going to get us to radio or to a record somewhere, right? And, Not and sometimes just like, I chime in. Yes. So okay, tattered two. So okay, so there's a brainstorming thing. I was like uh, tattered two. It almost sounds like tattoo. Yeah. Um, That's the play on words, uh, clearly. Yep. Um, also, I think of like a flag. You know, that old flag is tattered. This old country's pretty tattered too. All right, you can do that. Ooh, that's hot. Um, which is, you know, pretty heavy. All right, so that's not, you know, you're getting into politics, you're getting into uh, heaviness. So, man, that's a smaller bullseye. That's not like, woohoo, yeah, I want to, you know. But for right artist, right kind of thing, that could be something there. Tattered to, what else is tattered? You could spin that into a military thing, too. You could go down that road, you know, like, a, like a, you know, this, like along your lines, this, this whole flag is tattered and, 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 the veterans are tattered too, kind of a thing. You could make a exactly in, in this country, and you know that that sort of thing. Um, you know, man, yeah, you could do you could do some pretty interesting things with that. I mean, that'd be like a political kind of thing. Um, so let's see here. What else is tattered? Um, man, sheets. Uh, you know, think of things that can rip and get tattered. So I think of you know flags. Sheets. I don't know how a sheet would be tattered. A sail, um, maybe a sailboat after a storm. Shoestrings. Shoestrings, yeah. Clothes, old clothes, tattered. Um, 
let's see, mad's an odd word. I don't, I don't but see I, well, that. I'll tell you what, okay, so that, can, but, I, can, I, can I, like, what was going through my head is this could be yeah. like a dark song, like a, a, a sort of mid-tempo dark song about um, a girl, you know? And you mm-hmm. see you see the tattoo, and I bet she's tattered too. You know what I mean? Like, she's mm-hmm. got like a tramp stamp or something. She's wearing a little midriff <laughs> shirt. And um, right. do you know what I mean? But it could be like, yeah. it could be like maybe from the perspective of the songwriter, like maybe he's talking himself out of asking that girl out because right. he knows she's probably because um, he's putting all his baggage on her, right? Yeah. Like like she's probably had this heartache. She's probably uh, blah blah. She's probably tattered too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, or, you know, you could do it more positive. Like she's got the tattoo and I'm tattered too, you know. And like she's she's ripping me up, you know. She's tearing Ooh, me up. There you go. Yeah, uh, it could be in a, in a good way or. Bad way. I mean, a good way would be more positive, more commercial. I mean, you can um, make that funny it's still too. Kind of yeah. a negative thing, you know. You, you um, can make that funny too, because I mean, it's something that we all kind of do, right? Like we all sort of put our impose our own baggage onto a situation where we think, well, he would never want to do that, or you know, she, right. she'll never dance with me because, well, you know, whatever. Like, so you could you could make it like a overcome, like like a, um, a, a almost like a Goliath and David and Goliath kind of thing, where she's like so hot and did, but. No, she's sour grapes, right? She's tattered too, and mm-hmm. you can start it off with the tattoo. That sort of gets them thinking. Oh man, maybe she's. What does that mean? What does the tattoo right. mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, and is is the tattoo of like a or or you know you could do the old soldier like his his flag tattoo is tattered too. You know, like it's like a battle flag. It's got some bullet holes in it. That's his tattoo. Mm-hmm. You do something like that where you know it's kind of a character study of this old soldier. And you could even go more metaphorical and, you know, the country, the the military, that kind of stuff, too. So that, that could be pretty interesting. I'm trying to think about how to – so it could be more – it could be powerful. How do you go – like, is there a way to just go smack right down the middle, positive love song? Is there a way to do that? That's what I'm curious about. Like, if you can do that, that's it's going to be interesting because that's not the type of title you think would – end up being a positive okay i got i got i got an angle for that like like you know sometimes like two two people who have been you know through the ringer in their own separate lives meet up together Mm -hmm. and and they know all the bs and they know all the Mm -hmm. and and they're both tired and they're exhausted from all the drama that they've had making bad decisions in their life and and i'll bet you she's tattered too and we could we we could you know we could make it together kind of a thing you could spin it like that Kind of let's fall apart together. Yeah, um, let's fall yeah, you can do apart. something like that. Yeah. Um, or you know, you could say like, you know. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. 
I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's tattered too, but it still means everything. You know, like the flag. Mm-hmm. We came through a battle. Yeah, you know, about it, it's tattered, da 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 da. Hey, it, you know, but man, we still salute. Doesn't matter if it's a little tattered too. It's what it represents. And you can even go to like a love song, like we've been through it. You know, we're a little tattered too, but it still means something. It's yeah. still a lot of worth. You know, it still represents something that's powerful. It's been through it. Uh, it's like there's no shame in being a little tattered too. You know, you can do that kind of thing where it's like, hey, we got our scars, a little tattered, but it's all right. You know, a little battered and bruised. You know, best things in life are a little tattered too. Yeah. You know, you talk about a. You can spend you, you know, spend about a, somebody, somebody's, somebody's truck too. or something, right? Like like these guys got this old truck. It's not brand yeah. new in the box. It doesn't have Mickey Thompson Super Swans. This is a little bit tattered, you know. And, right. and I'm a little tattered too. And it's like a comfortable pair of shoes, or mm-hmm. you, you could spin it that way in a really good way. Like you know, you like it's just a place that you want to be. Like that old chair, you know, gets tattered, right? right? Yeah, um, it could be. You could do that, you know. The dad's a lazy boy, or you know this this old couch that you know this truck seat. Yeah. seen you know 200 300,000 miles and a lot of love and all this stuff but hey man it's it's a little battered a little bruised a little something a little used but it's all right best things in life are a little tattered too just like you know <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> that's good all right you know so all right now we're we're, we're getting into the like oh we're getting to the bigger bullseye right yeah love positivity the stuff that Generally, the market wants. That's a little more market smart. So, yeah. like, ah, uh, you know, I love that process of digging through and you're going, okay, yeah, we're getting negative stuff. What, okay, what's positive? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you could do the, the truck seat, man. I remember my dad's old Toyota, 1983 Toyota uh, pickup truck. I mean, the driver's seat, he wore it out literally. Like, yeah. the, the springs were sticking through. He had to get like an, an old church. Um, pew, you know, cushion that was thin, you know, right. like a pillow, yeah. and set it in there. So the spring so, wouldn't so go so the spring would be sticking in the butt, <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> and so that thing was all, let's see, it was tattered, you yeah. know? You, so you could talk about that. You could talk about, a, uh, you know, the flag coming out of a battle. Uh, but it was worth it, everything it went through, just like us, best things in life are a little tattered, too. You know? Yeah, man, those are uh, and we've ideas. been through our wars, and we're coming we're coming through so yes that is what i'm sticking a pin in and that's what i want to go with so almost like uh, dirks bentley's i hold on you know he does these mm-hmm. vignettes mm-hmm. so you're doing these pictures you know and, and he talks about the like the old truck there but you know tattered so i think tattered i think fabric yeah. i think things that rip i don't think like metal being dented i think like a flag truck seats mm-hmm. leather yeah sails boots Maybe boots might be a kind of cool Comfortable thing. Comfortable pair of jeans, dude. Like your favorite jeans Levi's, that, man. Oh, I used to wear some jeans until mm. they were obscene, yep. man. <laughs> so, I yeah. bet you I could beat you in that department. <laughs> well, you probably can. 
And and the judge. Yeah. Did, the yeah. judge saw a suit. Cause. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Well, hey guys, that's a good job, Brent. That that's thank you. that's a. I, I just thought that was a really clever title. So thank you, Shane Trapop, for sending that in. If you would like to send in a song title, uh, it's not a co-write. You you own one hundred percent of the song. We just kind of riff for a second. Mostly Brent. When I say we, I mean the royal we is and Brent. Uh, just kind of riff off the title and, and and tries to spin it a couple different ways and give you a couple looks at it to finish your song. And you just need to email your title to me at info at daredevilproduction.com. Once again, that's info at daredevilproduction.com. Production.com, production singular. There's no S, and I'll put it in the list, and uh, you know we'll 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 filter through them, and and yeah. every every episode of Brent, we're gonna we're gonna pull that out and have some fun with it. So yeah, and also you know if, and this is also a little like stick behind the curtain. If you want to do a coaching session, you know I, I do one on one coaching. We do it over you know phone or internet like Skype or Zoom or something, and that's one thing I do with people. They go like, I got this idea. I'm not sure what to do with it. I got this title. And we dig into it, just like we did here. If that's something you're interested in, uh, you can sign up to get more information at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. Uh, when I have some spots open up, there's you can you know sign up on an interest list, let you know when I'm when I got some spots open up. Uh, but it's kind of like this back and forth. You can run titles by me. You can run first drafts of songs. You can just ask me questions about whatever. Uh, but that's something I do from time to time. Some that coaching. So if that's something you're interested in. Hey, songwritingpro.com slash coaching. Get in the room with Brent. There you go. All right, back to the show now. So, yeah, so it's, um, I heard this interview, uh, this guy that wrote this book recently, it's called Presuasion. Presuasion. And um, Presuasion. So I think it's Robert Caldini. It's his new book. Okay. So some of you'd probably be interested in. But anyway, um, but it's called Presuasion. Like how, and it's, it's not about the music business and stuff, but I think about this. You have a great title. It's persuasion. You're already persuading them to like their song, pre-hearing it. Yeah, you're setting them up right. Mm-hmm. You're getting them on your team. So that's like, yeah, you're going through that list and you see something with a really interesting title, like "Love Is a Machine," and you're starting to be persuaded. Mm-hmm. You know that before like, okay. he cheats. Before he cheats, you're like, or, what does that mean? What's that story going to be like? <laughs> yeah, because I think about some titles that you know you maybe heard the title before you heard the single. And you were interested, like the house that built me. Yeah, I was already like, "Oh man!" Monday morning church, because I know you're not going to say it, but it's true. Like Monday morning well, church, that, dude. That's that no. is. You're like, wow, empty as a Monday morning church. The, well, it, you know, you, if you haven't heard the song, you're like Monday morning church. Okay, church doesn't usually happen on Monday morning. What's going on here? Yep. You know, it's like, hmm. Okay, what, what's you know, it's a curiosity. Thing. Yeah. I just want to see what that's some song, some title titles can can win before you spin by just being like the house that built me. You're like you can already kind of like, oh my gosh, that's great. Like I kind of think I know where you're going with it. I want to see what you did with it. Like oh, I get it. Right. Others are intriguing, like Monday morning church. Church doesn't usually happen on Monday. What's going on here? Right. So the beaches of Cheyenne, that Garth song. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wait, there's no beaches in Cheyenne. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah. You know, the chair, the George Strait classic. Like, mm. huh. I wonder what that's about. Okay, the chair. Was it a lecture chair? What's going on? You know, it's just kind of like, yeah. Or Eric Church, Kill a Word. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that about? That I've not run across that title before. That's compelling. 
Joe Nichols tequila makes her clothes fall off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's like, just like you're like I want to see that movie. That's like that's yeah. like uh, something that Chan- Channing Tatum's going to be in with uh, <laughs> with that other dude. Man, I just what I just see. Um, uh, uh, jump Jump Street, Twenty One Jump Street, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah like Hill, when those yeah. two guys get together, it's gonna be it's gonna be mayhem. You know? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, okay, tequila makes her clothes fall. Off. I got to hear that just to hear it because it's either going to be great, it's going to be awful, right? But I want to hear it, right? Yeah. So. Uh, and so I want to encourage you guys, and definitely that happened with me in Monday Morning Church, but I want to encourage you guys to dig deeper. So don't just stop at the same old title. Your song might still be great. I mean, there are some great songs with some, like, yawn titles, right? Mm-hmm. But if your song is one of those, people might never know it because they're not going to hear it because it's never going to rise to the top of the stack. Bottom line, most publishers and our people, are they have more songs thrown at them than they have time to listen to. Yeah. So. What's gonna? What are they gonna gravitate toward? They're gonna gravitate toward the big hit writers, right? The name makes it, no matter what the title is. I mean, you know, I don't know. Shane McAnally can throw Blake Shelton a song called "Dog Food." He's gonna be like, "I'm in. I want to hear it." Right? Because right. he's pregnant, right? Oh, this is gonna be good. It's dog food. I can't wait to hear what he's done with this. Or a song called "Love," right? Or the recommendations like the plug or send or the you know the A and R rep the producers want to hear some songs you know I've curated for you you know they're going to listen to that stuff but if you don't have one of those things going for you then it starts going like okay uh, let's pick love is you know love is love and a hand grenade and the house that built me and whatever these other interesting titles and your song may never get heard even though it might be brilliant tough. You know? can, I, can I interject something so so a, a little trick that I do with um, I don't do it all the time but I do it often is uh, for getting because the same thing is true with blogs right like even to my list mm-hmm. even to people who know me like who are expecting to get something from me every week uh, they don't always read all of them you know They're, but mm-hmm. the, the open rates will be better on a, a more clever title than right. not. And so uh, I'll do 25 titles for that blog. Mm-hmm. In the first 15, I'll exhaust like all the obvious stuff. And then you start to think outside the box and become clever. So just a, a little tool to maybe use moving forward. Like if you go back and it might be an interesting challenge, actually, to take some of the songs mm-hmm. that you've already written and just rewrite the title 25 times and just see if you can come up with a more clever title that might t- tighten that up a little bit, you know, and take right. something that you've got that's solid and give it a better life. And we were just talking about it, I think today or yesterday about just how we title some of these podcast episodes. Yeah. There's some episodes that aren't getting the love. They probably should. The content's great, but maybe the title is just not as compelling. Like some of the ones that begin to love lately are like, what, this will save you thousands of dollars. That's a, I think that's <laughs> our biggest one right now. Yeah. And with a title like that, I'm thinking that has something to do with it. Yeah. You know, for a while there's a stop running Facebook in your career. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, more compelling title. So it, it works in all kinds of stuff, but definitely works for your songs. So, I mean, just think about it. If you think you've heard some variation of your title a bunch, it is nowhere near as many times as publishers and artists have heard it. If you've heard five other songs with the same or a very similar title as yours, publishers have probably heard at least 50 other songs with the same or very similar title to yours. So you got to dig deeper. And you can do it, though. You just have to refuse to settle. Like I said, your song may still be good, but 
you want to get it doesn't do it much good if it doesn't get heard and yep. that's what really matters so and here's another thing to consider too if you write the same title as a hit songwriter do you really want to go head to head with that writer like if it's close so so and so a and r person at a label comes in they got two songs oh look they have the same title oh one's you know luke laird and the other one is puke paired i never heard of them yeah you know I mean, the other one is you. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is you. Me. You know? Yeah. They're already expecting Luke to win. And if it's close, Luke's going to win. Yep. Because he has a track record. He has the relationships. That sort of stuff. And you know, they've earned that that respect. He's earned that respect. These other writers have earned that respect with their track record. And the, also, the publisher or the A&R person might know that hit writer personally, which is another advantage for that writer. So, secondly, the hit songwriter's song probably is better than yours mm-hmm. flat out they put in the hours writing with other great writers odds are it's just going to be better if you're writing the same title same angle because there's a reason they're a hit songwriter after all okay so i'm going back to monday morning church i am just really thankful that monday morning church wasn't also in craig wiseman's hook book okay yeah, right. his version of that song would have been great it would have had more push and probably would have gotten cut, and my version never would have seen the light of day, much less gone top five. It was one that just stood out. So it avoided so much competition just on title. Like, oh, well, I mean, I've heard that five times today. Yeah, I don't it's fresh. To it's fresh. It's fresh, you mm-hmm. know? And so it sometimes it's better to avoid competition and comparison by writing more interesting and unique titles. So only is better than better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's there's only one Monday morning church. Actually, a couple of years ago I found that somebody on some indie artist cut us also wrote and recorded a song called Monday Morning Church. I was like, Oh, that's cute. But, <laughs> I'm like, what? And they also had like two other songs on their album that were like hit titles, but his version of it, like he wrote a different song at the same time. I'm like, that's weird. They did some covers on here, that's cool. Oh wait, these are all different. But anyway, that was just weird. But God bless you. Got excited for a second. They're going, oh, good, another check. No. But anyway, yeah, only is better than better. Because if your song is better than Luke Laird's version of, or Hillary Lindsay's version of Jesus Take the Wheel, tough. <laughs> you know, and this is even before it got cut, right? Because Hillary Lindsay and Brett James and Gordy Sampson, I think, wrote that. There's, there's just going to get all, suck up all the oxygen out. Yeah. out of the room yeah just because of who they are the force personalities the force of their track records if it's like i said if it's close they're going to get the nod so that's another reason to try and write more unique titles it just helps you stand out and the same thing you kind of mentioned too with the artist you know we can dive into that too just you're going down that rabbit hole in itunes spotify or whatever you know like oh, i want to check out some new bands new artists yeah i'm going to check out Bland titles, probably not. More yeah. interesting titles, probably, probably so. so. Yep. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it kind of correlates in with the the episode we had of I don't know, fifteen episodes ago or whatever. But the, the twenty two immutable laws of marketing. You know, it's better to be first than to be better, right? So have mm-hmm. that have that of of a string of titles I'm looking at on this CD. Have the most compelling one, and I'm going to skip right to number six because that's where you're at. You know, I'm going to get excited mm-hmm. about that, even though there might be a better song on there. 
this is the one that got into my head first. This is the one I was prepared to love because of persuasion. And uh, I, it just it changes your feeling about that, you know. It, 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 it that's so powerful. I mean, remember me telling the story about the the speeding ticket I got, like right when I got my driver's license, and then I had to go to court to. It wasn't a speeding ticket. That. It was a, it was a, I, it was rolling through a stop sign, like literally two weeks after I got my license when I'm 16 years old. Some some jerk off cop, like it, I, I don't even think I rolled through it. He just decided he was going to pop me, and. I had to go to court and I go, I had stuff to do later that day, like with my band. So I go rolling out with ripped jeans and a ACDC concert shirt. My dad's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to court. He's like, not dressed like that. You're not. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am. And he's like, nah, man, like you got to go and put a suit on, you know? And I'm like, come on, you know? And I'm arguing with him and I, you know, I'm 16. Right. So at that moment in my life, he didn't know anything. And, right. and, uh, and, and I'm just like, he's a judge. Like, his job is to be fair and balanced. And he's like, he's not a judge. He's a human. <laughs> and if his son just died from a heroin overdose and happened to have a concert t-shirt on when it happened, he's going to hate you before you even get a chance to speak. So go put a damn suit on. Or, you know, he was a Marine, so I was there was consequences. Like <laughs> These conversations weren't long and drawn out, mind you, with my dad. They were, they were short and quick, but I had to I had to put something in there. You know what I mean? Right. But that, that's persuasion. Isn't that what we're talking about? Like, stack the deck yeah. in your favor, man. You know? Well, it's like, you know, if, if you're out looking for a date and two girls walk in and they have, you know, they have the same, you know, body, but one's wearing a dress that accents it better than the other one. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, gosh, packaging, right? Yeah. You walk down the dog food aisle, we just got a puppy. Yeah, because we didn't have enough going on. <laughs> he speaks Chinese too. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, it's a have-a-poo, which is short for have-a-poo on the floor. But anyway. <laughs> you got a cage chain that dog, man, I'm telling you. Oh, man. Anyway, so anyway, we got, we got a puppy. So we're in the dog food aisle at PetSmart. And, you know, I don't know what's in these it's all brown little nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah. So, you know, what we, we go by, you know, oh, that's a blue package with a wolf on it. Sure, this little two-pound dog, that's a wolf inside. Sure. You know, I don't know. What the, whatever. It's what draws you in. It's like your song title. That's all they see. That's the packaging. Yeah. That's what's selling. And so how many times do we buy based on like, ooh, that looks like quality dog food. Why? Because it's in a shiny package with a happy <laughs> dog shiny. on it. shiny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, it's dog food. Whatever. So anyway, your dog food still needs to be good if you're a songwriter, but it sure helps if you have a good title and get some listening. You know, you you want one of those titles that people are rooting for it. I mean, when I heard that Miranda was coming out with the house that built me, after I got done kicking myself that I didn't think of that title, mm -hmm. I wanted it to be great. Yeah, because you wanted it to live up to that title. Yeah, and you it know, was. And it, and it helped. I get so excited when I come up with a title and I search like the uh, ASCAP database or, you know, iTunes or whatever, and it doesn't come up. You're like, oh, I found one. Yeah. You know, I get so excited, so jazzed. You're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe people haven't thought of this. This is great. Yeah. This can be different. This can stand out. They're not going to have 85 of these maybe <laughs> on hold. You know, this could be the one. So... That's that's pretty much what I want to talk about. Just to dig deeper, try to find a more interesting title. That doesn't mean title your song some obscure phrase out of the second verse, because then 
That's not, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, don't do that. You're not Led Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're not even Jed Zeppelin. Okay. So <laughs> you want to, because then, because I had somebody ask me about that, like, hey, you know, how should I title this song or whatever? You know, do what you do? Just like we're, we're, I had a fraternity brother of mine back in college. Now, this was like during the grunge era and stuff. And so he was writing more of that kind of stuff. You know, different rules may apply, but he would just pick just some random phrase for a song. Mm-hmm. It had, wasn't even in the song. This one's called Grasshopper, you know, and the song was totally different. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you can't get away with that. Not because country. Because if, if I hear that song and I go looking for it to buy it or to stream it, I'm not looking for Grasshopper. You're looking for whatever they're singing in the hook. I'm looking for the what's in the hook. Yeah. Right. You want to be findable. Yeah. And I mean, I had this um, happen with um, one of the play for publisher events, like one of the early ones I did before I had everyone start putting the title in the well, it was even after they had the, the title in the um, in the subject line. There's one song. So, I, you know, I listened blind. So I was listening and there's one song that was cool. And I was like, yeah, man, this one makes the top 10. And I was thinking the title was one thing, but he ended up. It was a like a gospel song. He ended up pulling the old school, like let's name the song the first three words of the first verse. <laughs> that way, let's sing, you know, whatever, and we know what the first couple words are because that's the title. He did that thing. I almost bumped him from the top ten because I couldn't find a song. Yeah, I didn't know who it was. I just heard the song and I'm looking for what sounded like the hook. I couldn't find it. And eventually, somehow, I, I found it. Most people aren't going to go through that much trouble. That's right. That's so right. it almost. You know, cost him a chance. You know, meeting with a publisher because I couldn't find a song. I liked it. wasn't looking for what he titled it. I was looking for what the hook was. So don't go out of your way just like, oh, this is interesting phrase somewhere out of that. No, you want to be findable. You give your song an interesting title, then actually write to that title. There you so go. You know what we're looking for. So anyway, that's that's what I had tonight. So all right. So um, that's not it though. What else you got? Oh, I have a gift. It's not even Christmas yet, and I got a gift for you. Right. So, if you want to go uh, and have an, a free ebook, it's called "Think Like a Pro Songwriter." It just uh, gives some of the mindsets, some of the tricks that you know. It lists ten ways to get on a music publisher's radar, other things like how do pro songwriters know who's looking for songs, that kind of stuff. So, it's a lot of helpful information, and it is free. It's my gift to you. You just go to giftfrombrent.com. It's gift from Brent B R E N T. Dot com, and you can just tell me where to send it. I'll email it right out to you. You have it. It's yours to keep. It's a little PDF download, helpful information, and it also get you on the Songwriting Pro uh, Insiders list so you know about cool stuff we got going on and the blog and all that good stuff. So, yeah, giftfromrent.com. Just go check it out. Fantastic. So, that hey, that brings us to the end of another killer uh the climb episode and if you like this stuff once again share it it'll make you cool and take 20 seconds leave a rating and review it doesn't take that long but it it means the world to new people because they're gonna they need to know that it's legit that it's cool they need to know why it's cool and then they're gonna dive into and 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 get in on some of this stuff we're trying to trying to change the way things are done here in the music business we want you to win and so with that we will say keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top. And I've recorded this whole episode on mute.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 